Welcome to Jeremiah Smith Ministries, a place where you can grow in God's Word. Well, we are live. Praise the Lord. How you doing today? Are you doing good? Hey, I'm Jeremiah Smith, and I'm so glad to get to be with you, and I hope that you're pumped up about this week. Are you excited about this week? Are you ready for a good week? No telling what could happen this week. I mean, God is good. And you don't know what he could do this week. He could do some amazing things that could blow your mind if you expect him to do it. And you know, you trust him, you know, you don't limit God this week. There's no telling what could happen this week, praise the Lord. And I believe he wants to do something good in your life this week. He's a good, good father, praise the Lord. Well, you know, I'm Jeremiah Smith and we're here again on a Sunday and I'm thrilled to get to spend some time with you today. You can catch us live every Wednesday and Sunday. Uh, we try to be here at 4 p.m. Central Time on Sundays. And then of course on uh, Wednesdays, we try to be available at 6 p.m. Central Time. Sometimes we'll play a different message. That's why it's good for you uh, to, to, to be uh, following jeremiasmithministries.podbeam.com there. And we'll make sure we post something so that you're always growing spiritually and always have something to encourage you and be a blessing to your life. You know, we're here to help you grow spiritually, right? You know, we're not just here for no reason. You didn't just happen to tune in by accident. You know, I believe the precious Holy Spirit is drawing you here today and he has a word for you. Praise the Lord. You know, you know, we don't just minister something, you know, just to be ministering something, you know, we try to minister something that the Holy Spirit's inspired and put on our hearts, you know, and uh, so it's important that you tune in and you're here on a regular Sunday and Wednesday so that God can minister to you. And I believe he has a rhema word for you today. Do you believe that? You believe he could speak to you today and do something different in your life and cause some tweaks and changes to happen to get you in the right direction. You know, the Holy Spirit, he's infamous for doing that. He'll do some unusual things if you let the Holy Spirit do that in your life. You know, he always has the right word. He always has the right thing at the right time. And it's why it's important to be listening to the Holy Spirit. You know, he's going different directions all the time. You know, you know, I remember, I, I remember as a minister asking Oral Robert, what's Oral Roberts, what the best anointing was that he flowed in. And he said, uh, the one that I needed at the time, you know, and this week, you know, you want to be listening. You want the Holy Spirit to be ministering to you the right word that you need at the t right time. You know, that's why it's so important that the ministers you listen to, they're hearing the Holy Spirit. It's so important that you that they hear what he's saying at this time, you know, because he's speaking, he's alive. God's alive and he's always speaking things into your heart and into your spirit. And that live rhema word, when it gets on the inside of you, I mean, there's nothing good, better than that, praise the Lord. When he gets inside you and speaks to you, illuminates some things for you, helps you to see some things. And so it's important that you listen to the Holy Spirit and what he's directing you to do this week, praise the Lord. Well, you know, like I said, you can catch us live on Wednesday Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Central Time, 4 p.m. on Sundays. And of course, you know, sometimes, like I said, we may not be here, but we try to make sure to have something for you to grow spiritually on jeremiasmithministries.podbeam.com. Follow us there, and I believe you'll hear something new. Of course, if you're following us on the live podcast, we're posting all kinds of stuff every week. Uh, around the, We try to post something around the clock. It's different series, things to help you grow spiritually. Sometimes it's a live meeting. You know, but we try to post different things. I was sometimes we have guests. We had Brother Michael on here not too long ago, and uh, we try to have different things and try to change it up a little bit for you during the live podcast. So you might want to follow us on the live podcast. Those are kind of amazing. If you follow us on the live podcast, it just comes right across your phone. 
you know, if you follow us on the uh, uh, on the website there, jeremiasmithministries.podbeam.com, every time we post a new message, it comes right across your phone, you know. So it's a, quite a blessing to be able to do that. So you might follow us on either one of those so that you can keep up with the uh, podcast and the new messages that we do. And we make those available to you free so they can be a blessing and encourage your life and help you grow spiritually, praise the Lord. You know, and you can listen to, the, if you can't catch the live podcast, like I just gave you the times, and those are central times, by the way. We have people literally listen to us all around the world. Isn't that awesome to think about? You know, somebody's listening to us in Germany. Somebody's listening to us, you know, in India. Somebody's listening to it. We have many people listen to us in Africa or we listen to on different islands out in the middle of different areas, you know. We have people listen to us. We've had all kinds of people all around the world from South America, all across America, from California, all the way across to New York. We've had many, many people listen to us. And we have regular, regular people that listen to us all the time, you know. So, you know, whatever the uh, area you're in in America or in a different country, you know, just figure the time. And if you'd like to listen to the, the uh, live messages, and those are Central Standard Times, 4 p.m. on Sundays. And, of course, you know, on uh, Wednesdays, you can catch us at uh, 6 p.m. Central Time. And, you know, just figure it in. Google it. It'll give you the time frame and kind of help you to listen to the live messages. If you can't catch the live messages, don't you feel upset or disappointed. I kid you. <laughs> you can always listen to the rebroadcast on Spotify, Google Music, iTunes, Listen Notes, Podbeam, TuneIn off Alexei, Heart Radio, Stitcher, Deezer. Uh, you can catch us on Pandora, Amazon Music, Verbal, iVox, Audio Junkie, Podchaser, Player FM, Samsung, uh, Boom Play. And I, we keep getting new ones all the time. I'm not keeping up with them. I was trying to give you some new ones. They're on my phone there uh, somewhere over there, but the, we have some new ones too and uh but we're constantly on new platforms and different places we just seem to feed into more and more uh, but it should be on any app that you have on your phone and you shouldn't have to download something new uh, you should be able to listen to our messages on one of, one of those apps that i've given you there and you might check it if it's not listed there because it may be on there as well because uh, we seem to go over into lots of different platforms, you know. And, of course, if you want to, you can watch this video. We try to upload the video on YouTube. If you want to see me and, and my um, interesting personality, <laughs> you can see me on uh, YouTube. And uh, I'm, uh, you're welcome to watch the video. We try to post it by 9 p.m., and that's Central Standard Time. If you want to watch the video, uh, you can check it out. Some people like videos. Sometimes they want to see videos. So you're welcome to watch this on YouTube and it'll be posted there and it'll premiere. It should be at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. Praise the Lord. So, and of course, if you want to give, you can give. You can go to jeremiasmithministries.podbeam.com. Partner up with us if you'd like to there. No pressure to give here. Uh, but if it's feeding you, you feel free to, you know, give if you'd like to. You can go to jeremiasmithministries.podbeam.com and hit the uh, pages tab and the giving tab, and you should be able to see where you can do that if you'd like to. You know, Luke 6.38 says, Give, and it shall be given to you good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Isn't that good to know about? And it says also with the measure that you mean, it will be measured back to you. So, you know, whatever you want in your life to happen, you know, God's given us this law to work so that it'll, you can get the things that you need to have in your life. You know, and if it's if you're needing finances, if you're needing things, if you're needing things to your dream to come to pass, it has a lot to do with what you sow, right? You know, and I know some people, you know, as soon as you start talking about sowing and reaping, they think, well, he didn't mean it literally. Well, Jesus told us to do this. 
And I believe everything Jesus says literally. Amen. Whatever he says, that's what I believe is supposed to happen. And I believe that I need to take it literally. I believe Jesus. I don't know about you. Hey, you know, if you believe Jesus, hey, you should get excited right there when I said his name. <laughs> Amen. Well, you know, what if it's something you're needing in your life, you need to make sure that it comes to pass. I was thinking here, even as I was saying this, you know, if maybe you're saying, well, I don't have enough speaking engagements, whatever it is, business, whatever, you know, you do to speak or if you're a minister or if you speak for businesses, you know, you know, you can sow in the area of helping someone else find places to speak or with a business or help them get into different areas. You don't think God will bless you. I remember a minister talking about that he did that and he never had troubles finding a place to speak again. He was, he helped another friend of his because he was having trouble finding places to speak and he helped him, you know, and the next thing you know, after he helped him and he helped him take care of his family because he was able to speak and have more income because he's able to go different places that God blessed him and he was and he never had a trouble had trouble finding a place to speak again because he helped that gentleman you know and he made sure he opened doors and with the people he knew think about that today you know that can work in any area you know if you need love today be loving to somebody you know if you're wanting friends you know be a friend be a good friend to someone else you know be a good friend you know i say that really because of the main reason i believe that we need good friends people that care about you you know people that are willing to go out of their way and be a blessing to you don't want that kind of friend to come back that it's kind of half-hearted, do you? You want to be a good friend to someone else and be a blessing to their life. Whatever it is, though, in whatever area you can sow, and if you like to sow finances, we feel free to give here. Give somewhere else. Give in good ground, though, so God can bless you back. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over in your life today. Praise the Lord. So, yeah, I think I've went over just about everything there that we usually typically go over. We're going to get into our message. Grab your Bible, get your phone, get your tablet. Are you ready for the Word of God today? Hey, you know, that's why we come here where i mean if you can't get excited about the word there's something wrong with you <laughs> amen god's word is life right and his words are what sustain your life and they feed your spirit and encourage your soul praise the lord and so it's important that you you get thrilled about the word even before we start let's just get thrilled right here amen get thrilled with the word. Amen. His word is what'll help you. It'll set you free. It'll give you direction. It's a light unto your pathway. And we need God's word. We need it in every situation. Whatever it takes, God's word what helps people. <laughs> Amen. Jeremiah can't do anything, but God's word and his anointed power can help people right there where you're at today. Let the Holy Spirit touch you right there and encourage you right there where you're at today. He wants to help you. He's our helper, isn't he? He just happened to be here today. And the precious Holy Spirit's with us today. And he's your helper right there where you're today. He's going to help somebody today. I don't know who you are and who I'm speaking today. He's going to help somebody today who's needing some help today. Praise the Lord. Aren't you glad that he's here to help you? You know, I mean, I think we should thank him before we even start. Thank you for helping us today and having the direction that we need. Thank you for being our helper today, Holy Spirit. And thank you for being here to help me today minister this word. Praise the Lord. Father, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you, Father, for your mercy today. And Father, we ask, Lord, that you help us today. Father, get what you want us to get out of the word today. Help no one to leave without getting what they need today by your precious Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit knows what's going on in the hearts and minds of people there that are listening. 
And I thank you that he's going to minister and be the doctor, the perfect surgeon to minister to who's listening today. And I just thank you for him being the counselor. And he's going to lay you on the bed and help you today. And we just thank you, Father, for the precious Holy Spirit helping us today. Praise the Lord. And Father, we just ask, Lord, as we get into the word that you flood us with light. Help me to see and help everybody listen to see some things they hadn't seen before and touch them right there where they're at today. Father, we pray in Jesus' name. And Father, with everything that you've given me to minister, help it all to come into memory today and help me to be guided through my thoughts and directed by your Holy Spirit. Help me not to forget a thing. We pray in Jesus' name and we give you all the praise and all the glory. We thank you in advance for it. Praise the Lord by faith. You've been so good to us. And Father, we thank you, Father, and we minister to you. We thank you for taking care of us, taking care of our families, taking care of us, being so good to us, Father, on a daily basis. Father, we thank you that we get to be with you today. We thank you because Jesus died for us, and we thank you we get to be with you today, praise the Lord. And you're so good that we give you the praise and all the glory in Jesus' name. Thank you for taking care of us and our families providing for us, seeing our futures and taking care of it. It's all secure in you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Well, are you ready? I said, are you ready? Are you thrilled? Amen. Get your Bible. Get your tablet. Let's go ahead and get started. We're going to go over to Romans, the fourth chapter. And I had some other things I was going to minister today, but the Lord put this on my heart, and uh, we're going to talk about this today. You know, I don't just minister something, you know, and I don't like to just do what, you know, intellectually I want to do for a message. I don't like doing that. I like to have something that speaks to me. So I like to listen to the Holy Spirit and get something that kind of speaks to the situation and listen for his rhema word for the day, you know. And, uh, you know, you really, as a minister, I'm telling you this as a minister, you know, you, if you're a minister, make sure you, you, you get what you need from the Holy Spirit before you minister, you know, make sure it's fully cooked. <laughs> Amen. Get you something that's good for the time, you know, because that's what people want to hear. They want to hear from the Lord, and it's important that you get it, get it right from him. You know, he's feeding all the time. He's putting out good stuff all the time. You'll never get tired of it if you're listening to the Holy Spirit. You'll never get tired of what you're doing. I, I get thrilled about what I'm doing because he makes it so fun for me, and I enjoy it because I get something from him all the time. And so it's important that you're listening to what he's telling you on a daily basis and let him speak to you, you know. Now, I didn't say that he'd have to tell you right there in that day. He might have told you during the week, but sometimes it's that day. But always be seeking it by faith that he's going to give you what you need before you even start your message, right? He's going to give you something that's for everybody. He's a good, good father. Amen. Romans, the fourth chapter, the 16 verses, therefore it is of faith that it might be by grace my goodness, when you talk about faith and grace, it's just exciting, amen. Faith and grace, boy, don't you need to have grace to help your faith? <laughs> amen. Both of them are great. To the end of the promise might be sure to all the end, not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. Aren't you glad that for Father Abraham? Oh, my goodness, what an example for us as Christians, Father Abraham. Well, let's look at the 17th verse. It says, as is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him that he believed. Even God who quickeneth the dead. And maybe today, you know, you're, you're in a situation that seems dead or a circumstance that seems bleak and, you know, it seems dark. Oh, man, I've been there many, 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 many times. My goodness. Me and Sheila can tell you about some dark and tough times, you know, but God always seems to speak to you 
in challenging times. He always seems to give you something to be excited about during challenging times. And they don't seem so challenging, do they? You know, because he speaks to you during challenging times and he lets you gives gives you a glimpse of what good stuff is coming. And he gets your eyes above the circumstances because that's how the father is, right? You know, maybe today you're going through something that seems bleak and dark. But yeah, but let him shine on into your circumstance and he'll bring you above that dark situation. Help you see above the dark circumstances that you're facing today. As is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him who believed even God who quickeneth the dead. And he calls those things which be not as though they were. That we could talk about for weeks, couldn't we? You know, how he calls things, you know. And maybe today, you know, you're in a dark situation of circumstances and he's calling you out of that circumstance. You know, he's calling things, right? He calls things that be not as though they were. He's always going to tell you about a good future. He's always going to tell you about a good hope. He's always going to tell you about some wonderful things that are in store for you because that's how he is, right? He's going to give you something to look forward to. That's how God is. He's going to give you something to be excited about. Did you lose your excitement today? Have you lost some excitement about life today? You know, well, God, he's calling you out and he, and he gives you something to get excited about. You know, he stirs up your spirit about something exciting all the time. You say, really, Jeremiah, he does that? Yes, he does that. And I've been walking with him for some time and I know that's what, how he does things. He calls you out of circumstances with exciting things. Amen. We like to call it vision, right? And he gives you something that you see in the future that is exciting and something you get pumped up about, you know? And that's why he does that is so he, you don't look at these present conditions, you know? You're excited about a future hope, you know, because of God giving you some vision, praise the Lord. Call it those things which be not as though they were, who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of nations according as it that which is spoken, so shall thy seed be. You know, and he, and he told, he talks about here in this chapter, you know, Romans, you know, Paul writing Romans. And uh, he, 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 he's talking about seeing hope against hope of the world, you know, and your circumstances. And we all face this all the time, you know. One day you get up, you feel one way, and the next day you get up, you feel a different way. We see that with David in the Psalms, you know. One day he's up, if you read the Psalms, and one day he's having challenges. <laughs> That's what's so great about the Psalms. One day he's up, one day he's facing challenges. One day he's up, he, he, you know, he, he's up. And that's because our emotions can be up and down, up and down, you know, because we have a physical world, you know. So God's constantly having to keep us full of hope, having to keep our spirits up and keep us encouraged on a daily basis. He does that, doesn't he? He keeps you encouraged on a daily basis, you know, and you have to make sure that you're you're stirring yourself up, you know. You think of David, you know, when he, he had that circumstance that was really bleak in his life, you know, and how he lost everything and his men with him, you know, they lost everything, you know, and I mean, he, he despaired even of life, if you look at the scriptures there, you know, he, he was down and he was depressed, you know, but you know, he had hope. He knew God would bring him out. He'd been with God for some time, <laughs> right? He'd seen God help him with the lion. He's seen God help him with the bear. He's seen God help him with the giant, you know, and he always had a vision of a God that could help him conquer in all circumstances of life, you know? Why? Because God put hope inside of David. 
He, he knew his covenant, didn't he? Remember, he, he spoke to the giant, you know, and he said to the giant, he said, I'm going to take your head off and I'm going to feed you to the birds of the air. You know, how do you talk that confident, you know, unless you have a hope and a dream that builds you up and gets you encouraged on a daily basis? And, and you know, David, he obviously could see that giant losing in the circumstances. He could see him having victory in the circumstances. And, you know, why is that? Because when he was young, <laughs> Samuel showed up and he told David he's going to anoint him as a king when he was young. And he, so David had a dream of being a king and he had a vision, you know, all the challenges he's going through through life. He knew David would go through all those challenges. God knew he was going to face all the challenges that he faced. But he, early on, he gave him something to be excited about, something to be thrilled about, you know. And we have to have a dream and we have to have a vision to overcome in our circumstances, you know, and, and to see through what we're going through in the circumstances of life, you know, because life can seem pretty bleak, you know. Life can seem pretty tough, but, you know, if you can remember the dream and the vision that God put in your heart, it's easy to overcome in this life, you know, because he keeps you high, <laughs> you know. I don't have any other words to put it, but he just keeps you high, on, on your dream and on your vision, if you let him do that, you know, you should keep yourself high on God. Amen. So that you're seeing above the circumstances and high on the dream and vision that he's given to you. David was like this. David was high on God's dream and his vision, you know, and of course with his mighty man, the circumstances, you know, he was able to overcome in that circumstance. But there, he was bleak of life, and he had to, you know, remember the scripture says he had to stir up himself, you know, in that circumstance and, and get himself encouraged about overcoming and coming through, praise the Lord. Well, you know, he had a dream. He had a vision, you know, because God had already spoken to him about being a king. Well, you know, let's go ahead and get into here about this in the 18th verse. It says, who against hope? Believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations, according to that which was spoken. Spoken, so shall thy seed be. So he was. He had hope because of God spoke to him, and a, you know, and he was blessed beyond measure. But he still had some dreams and visions he wanted to fulfill in his life. Think about that today. You know, have you been blessed and God's given you all kinds of wonderful things, but you still have something you're longing for? Something you're really wanting to fulfill in your life. I don't know who I'm talking today. I'm sure somebody hears me out there. there there's still something that God's put in your heart and you're thrilled about. And, you know, and, but your circumstances look like, man, I just don't know if this is going to come to pass. You know, remember Abraham, he, he had it all. You know, God gave him everything and blessed him all every which way. But he still hadn't had his son, <laughs> you know. He still had something on his heart that he still wanted to fulfill in his life, and he still hadn't had that son, you know. And God, was, he, kept, he had to keep him stirred up about his dream and about his vision. Even at one point, God had to change his name, didn't he? Change it to Abraham. He said, you're going to be father of many nations now, buddy, you know, because he wanted to keep his attitude right and keep him focused on his dream and calling for those things, you know, that be not as though they were and, and keep him stoked about his vision that God had put in his heart. You know, let's go ahead and go on here. He said in the 16th verse, it says, who be not weak in faith. He considered not his own body now dead. And he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb, you know, and his situation was dark, you know, I mean this, for this happening, I mean, he had to have something kind of a miracle 
to make it happen in his life. It looked dark. I mean, he was going to need God to make this happen. But yet he, he had a vision and he had a dream and he had to keep himself stoked up about what God was going to do year after year after year. Even in that dark situation, he had to keep himself up. How did people do that? How did they keep themselves up about their dream and their vision for life? You know, think about that today. I used to work for a company called Vision for Life, you know, and you have to have a vision for your life. You know, you've got to be able to see beyond your circumstances and still be thrilled every day you get up <laughs> when your body's saying, I, I don't think this is going to happen. And when everything's talking to you all around you saying, I don't think this is going to happen. There's no possible way this is going to happen. There, are, are you looking through your physical eyes? How's this going to happen? You know, but God's showing you something totally different in your circumstances. And he is truth. And he knows the truth of every circumstance, doesn't he? And it has to do with you keeping yourself up about the truth, right? He is truth. And he keeps you in the truth if you'll let him keep you in the truth about your circumstances, praise the Lord. And he staggered not the promises of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Well, let's look at the amplified version of that. He says, therefore, inheriting the promise and the uh, overcome the faith, and it depends entirely on faith in order that it might be given as an act of grace, unmerited favor to make it stable and valid and guaranteed to all his descendants, not only to the devotees and the inheritance, of the law, but also to those who share the faith of Abraham and who thus uh, the, was the father of us all. As is written, I have made thee a father of many nations. He was appointed our father in the sight of God in whom we believed, who gave, gives life to the dead and speaks the non-existent things that he has foretold and promised as if they already existed. And that's how he talks about you, doesn't he? When he talks to you, you know, he, he sees you. He speaks the non-existent things. And remember, we're talking about Abraham here. You know, he's, he called him father of many nations. Was he at the time? No, he wasn't father of many nations at the time. But God was calling him father of many nations, speaking the non-existent things into existence. That's good, you know. You should be doing that on a daily basis. That's what Call for Confessions is all about there, you know, speaking the non-existent things into existence. Now, some people, they have a hard time with this. I mean, they just they, they have a hard time with anything that has to do with something hopeful, <laughs> you know. And you wonder why they look like such sour-looking Christians. It's like they have no hope and they're not thrilled about life, you know. But God's given you tools to work with so that you can have a blessed hope and future in your life. You know, you have to work with speaking those things. I mean, this is something you do even at salvation. You know, you call those things that be not as though they were. You say, Father, I confess Jesus is Lord, and I believe God's risen from the dead, and I'm saved in Jesus' name. You're speaking, calling for those things, you know, and you're supposed to believe them before you speak, and it causes it to happen into you. It causes salvation to happen into your life, you know. Why on earth would you think that doesn't work? That's how you got started in all this stuff. <laughs> but there's people, I tell you, you'd be surprised how they just fight you in every corner, you know, about they want to fight people about your words that you speak. They want to fight you about all the good things that God's done for you, which Jesus paid for with his blood. But, you know, if you don't fight for them, you're not going to have them, praise the Lord. You don't need to listen to people that don't have any kind of faith, you know. You need to speak, to listen to people that are like this program here that you're listening to that have some faith. 
and God's word. Amen. Don't be around a bunch of people that don't, don't speak the word, don't believe the word's going to work for them. You know, get around people of like precious faith is what the scripture says. Amen. But listen to what it says here. He says the 18th verse, he says for Abraham, with human reason for hope being gone. Notice though, he, he could be, his human reasoning could have said hope was gone, <laughs> you know, and I'm talking to somebody specific, you know, you've looked at all your circumstance and you've gotten to where you feel like hope is gone, you know, no, hope isn't gone at all. Did you hear me? Hope isn't gone at all. You just have to stir up that hope that's within you. Praise the Lord. Hope is in faith that he should become the father of many nations as he has been promised. So numberless shall your descendants be. He says he did not weakened in the faith when he considered the utter impotence of his own body, which was as dead as, as good as dead because he was about a hundred years old. And when considered the barrenness of Sarah's deadness, didn't womb, I'm going to spit it out there, <laughs> but you know, the deadness of her womb, the circumstance was dead, you know, and your eyes can say a lot to you. Can't they? When you get up in the morning and you look at this natural life, because you see all the things that are happening every day, but you've got to be able to see beyond the circumstances of your life. And that's why God gives us vision and things that we should be excited about in this life. That's the uh, message version says it like this. It says, when call Abraham father, not because he got God's attention by living like a saint, but because he made something out of Abraham when he was a nobody. Isn't that what we've always read in the scripture? God says to Abraham, I set you up as a father of many peoples. Abraham was first named father and then became a father because he dared to trust God to do what only God could do, raise the dead to life with a word, make something out of nothing. And, you know, God can make something out of your nothing today. Whatever you're going through, he can make something out of nothing. You know, I like a message I used to listen to all the time, you know, and it was by Jerry Seville, you know, and he, he would talk about the scripture there and, and the word there it was subject to change, you know. And, you know, God, your circumstances and what you're going through are subject to change. Everything in this life is subject to change. You say, what, Jeremiah? Yeah, the job you're on is subject to change, you know. You think, well, hey, I, it'll last forever. Well, you know, will it? You know, or all your circumstances going to stay just like they are? You know, if you live in Oklahoma, it's interesting. You know, we have different seasons. We have winter, summer, fall. We, But you literally can see them here in Oklahoma. <laughs> you know, you can see the leaves fall on the trees. We'll get, we can get snow, you know. But what the day is subject to change every day, you know, it can, we may have 104 degrees, you know, and then the fall comes, it can be nice and cool, but it's all subject to change. It's not always going to stay the same, you know, and your life is that way. It's subject to change. You know, you, it doesn't have to stay the way it is. It doesn't have to, you know, you're actually prophesying your future every day, you know, what you're saying, what you're speaking. And your life is subject to change. You could do a lot of things in 24 hours that could change your life and get it going the right direction if you were willing to make some changes with God's help in your life, you know. It's all subject to change, you know. God has a future and a destiny. He has an expected end for you is what Jeremiah, he told Jeremiah there. 
he, but it's all subject to change, and it has so much to do with you. Jesus already paid for everything. But it's subject to change in what you're willing to let him work with you to do, you know. What could you do in 24 hours that can make your life go the right direction that it needs to be going, you know. It's all subject to change. But you have to be seen above the circumstances of life. Amen. And he did that with Abraham, didn't he? Let's skip on down here. God always has something for us to look at, so we don't have to look at our current condition. Did you hear me? He always gives us something to look at, so you don't have to look at your current condition. Why would that's why that's what vision's all about? It's a seeing beyond your current condition, and this is vital to us, right? This is so important to a person. They and this is what the world's needing so badly. You know, that's why someone will drink themselves to death is because they don't see beyond their circumstances. They say, this is my life and I'm not happy with it. I didn't achieve what I wanted to achieve. But your vision gives you, it gives you hope and a future and expected end that God wants for you. He wants you to have a good outcome. He wants you to have a good future. Whatever happened to you looking at that good future and good outcome that he has for you, what, what caused you to get off from looking at that, you know, well, you know, the enemy likes to get you out of that place and he likes to get you in a different direction, you know, and he, he's working on you because if you have hope, it's hard to, hard to stop a person with hope. It's hard to slow down a person that's excited about life. You know, it's kind of like a train, you know, a train gets going and once it gets going, it's hard to stop it. Once it gets going now, if he, if he can stop it before it gets going, a little easier to stop, you know, but when a train gets going, the heaviness and it's going in the direction it needs to go, it's pretty hard to stop. You know, you see things in you know, different movies that a train runs over, you know, it just keeps on going, <laughs> you know, with life because they're so big and powerful, you know, and people are big and powerful. God made them big and powerful to do great and mighty things for him, you know. And so it's like if you get some hope and some inside you, there's no telling what you can do in this life, you know. Now everything out there is trying to suck the hope right out of you. <laughs> you can flip on uh, CNN, constant negative news every day if you'd like to, and it's going to try to suck the hope right out of you. You know, you can flick on just any kind of news, and even the positive ones, they say they're positive, and they can suck the hope right out of you, you know. And you have to be careful about what you let suck the hope right out of you, you know, and your circumstances and what you're listening to, you know. I was watch, I was listening to a minister talk about the other day. It was really good. He was talking about a hamburger he saw one time, you know, and he, he went, it was a McDonald's in another country, I believe it was. And uh, they had this burger. It was called something. I never heard of a McDonald's having this. It was called like the Texas burger. This must have been some years ago. And he saw that he'd been trying to keep himself thin and losing weight, you know, and he was trying to keep himself thin and take care of himself, eat right. But then he walked by and he saw this picture. And once he saw this picture, I mean, it was like his body was being pulled into the McDonald's. <laughs> and he went into this McDonald's and he had this friend with him, you know, and they sat down to eat. And he sat down and he said, go get me two of those, you know. And he said those were the best two hamburgers he ever ate, you know. And it all came to him because of a picture. Think about that today. What kind of picture has gotten you down in the moldy grubs today and gotten you sad today? What, what did you see that brought you down, you know? And what did God show you before that that gave you so much hope? 
and something so exciting, you know, because this is how God works with people. You know, we're visually impacted in so many ways, you know, with what we do. It's amazing to me, you know. These pictures get you excited about things, and pictures can cause you to see. What kind of picture do you have on the inside of you? Well, your vision's creating a picture on the inside of you, an expected end, and a dream that he wants you to fulfill, praise the Lord. Amen. He wants you to be on the right path. And all it takes is a little bit of a picture. <laughs> and it's almost like your body's being pulled that way and, and your, 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 your will is going that way. And the circumstances of life, you know, you can overcome them if you have just a little bit of a good picture on the inside of you, praise the Lord. This is why Christians are the most powerful you know, the Christians are the most powerful people, most hopeful people, I mean, in the world. Not most powerful, but the most hopeful people in the world. Think about that today. Think about that. You know, God, God, you should be a, a Christian should be the most hopeful person in the world. If they're not, it's because they've let something affect that vision and dream on the inside of them. This is why Christians are the most hopeful people in the world is because they have visions and dreams. You know, the world don't have this. They don't have the visions and dreams like we have on the inside of you. Yeah, they may accomplish a goal or something that they want to do, you know, but visions and dreams, those come from God. He's the one that created you that way, you know. And you say, well, how do you know this, Jeremiah? Well, we're going to look at this a little bit here in just a few minutes here. What kind of vision or dream has God given to you? That's the key to overcoming your circumstances. You know, Gloria Copeland made this quote one time, and I threw it in here, and I thought it was great. It says, God has never asked us to do something, asked me and Ken to do something that was possible in the natural. Why would he do that? Because he wants you to have something exciting, a future that's exciting that you're going to have to have him to help you accomplish in this life. Think about that, you know. We're laborers together with him, you know. And he wants you to overcome this life and have a hopeful future, praise the Lord. God will, will do this to keep you motivated, and he'll keep you excited about life. If you're not motivated and excited about life, then you, you're, not, you're not getting into God's dreams and visions for your life. He gives young people visions and old people dreams. Hey, man, that hits every tier of people, doesn't it, you know? Old people and young people, they should be excited about life. You know, the vision and dream is what gets you excited every day about life. Are you excited? Or are you just like, well, it's another day. What happened? <laughs> What's happening? What's going on in your spiritual walk? How come you're not excited? You know, I mean, you should have so much excitement about you and your walk with God. You should have more passion than anybody on the earth about God as Christians, because God's Jesus has paid the price for you to have an exciting, faith-filled adventure. What what are you doing to make sure that you keep that faith-filled venture going? Praise the Lord, Amen, Amen. So, have you ever heard of have you ever heard of a, well, we've heard of in the natural incentives. You ever heard of incentives? Well, you know, I remember, you know, when I was youth pastoring, you know, in Shawnee, Oklahoma, and uh, I remember I was down there and I, I, I always worked another job while I did it because they didn't pay me a whole lot to do youth pastoring. And I remember I worked for this cable service, you know, I was, I was excited about working with them, you know, working with a cable service, you know, helping people get movies and, and stuff like that, you know, while I was working there or while I was going to youth pastoring, I spent a lot of hours doing youth pastoring and, and then I'd be working cable, you know, and. 
I, I, when I went to get the job, they gave me incentives to stay with them. You know, <laughs> they knew it was going to be a tough job, and I didn't have any idea what kind of tough job that was going to be. I mean, they were backed up. I was a, on the phones there. It was a small company for that rural area. I mean, we were backed up with calls all the time about people's bills and all these type of things, you know, and I was on the phone. Well, I mean, it was backed up. I mean, there, it was just call after call after call, you know, no break between calls, just boom, 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 you know. And uh, they wanted to keep you motivated. And so they would, they give you free cable, <laughs> you know. They, they give you internet, you know, give you free internet, you know. And if you work there, you didn't have to pay for those things. They give you all the movie channels, you know, HBO and all the movie channels, you know. To keep you motivated, you know, I was like, honey, look, we got all these things, all these videos. I, I didn't really have a huge amount of time for all of them, but, but we had all these things, you know, internet. And at the time, you know, this was years ago, so this was a pretty big deal. You know, I got all these things, you know, and if that wasn't enough, you know, they motivated us a little bit more when it came close to, you know, it was, I believe it was around Christmas. They're like, hey, you know, you can get a video game player, you know, top salesman and all kinds of things. You know, we'll, we got incentives for you, you know. Do you know God's a God of incentives, you know? He He gives you incentives with walking with him, you know? He's like, hey, you know, I, I'm going to give you a good future. You're going to have a, a wonderful wife. You're going to have a wonderful family. You're going to have you're going to have a beautiful home. You're going to, I'm going to, when you get to heaven, it's going to get even better. He gives you incentives, you know? And that's what vision and dreams are all about, you know? I was, I was reading online the other day about a gentleman. He's like, why do you got to talk about, you know, all these things about people giving away like cars and TVs, you know, and as soon as I said that, maybe somebody might have turned off. I don't even know <laughs> because it bothers some people when you talk about that. But, you know, God's always talking to you about that because he cares about your your dreams and your vision. Why would he care so much about you fulfilling your dreams and your visions? And, you know, he, he cares about what you care about. Because he's very, very, very intelligent. And he knows if he takes care of your dreams and your incentives, he's going to reap his dreams and his incentives out you, out of you. You know, he's a God of sowing and reaping. And, you know, he, he understands taking care of your stuff. And, you, you know, you're taking care. And that's why if you're taking care of God's things, he's going to take care of your things, right? And so he's going to constantly focus on you getting your dreams and your visions. And he is a good father and he loves to do that for you. But he also knows you're going to be more tied to the kingdom. You're like, man, he's so good. He takes care of my everything. He's my source for everything. And he gives me such hope and things to get excited about, you know, that you're going to be excited about helping him and getting excited about the future that you can do for him. You know, none of that stuff even matters after some time. And you just want to be more with him and, and go after the things that he's interested in. He takes care of your interests. And you take care of his interests and you're taking care of his interests and he's taking care of your interests. That's a good, good father and a very, very smart God. Amen. He knows how to take care of you and he wants to make sure that you have your incentives met. He gives you incentives all the time because he wants, you say, well, I don't know about incentives. Well, look at John, the 14th chapter, in the first verse, it says it like this. He says, let your heart not be troubled. He knew that they're going to go through challenges, right? He knew they were going to go through circumstances, and he needed them to see beyond the circumstances of life and look for a future of hope. He says, let your heart not be troubled. You know, he's going to go to the cross. Don't be upset by this. 
He says, you believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would not tell you I go to prepare a place for you. Did he not give them an incentive? He says, I'm, gonna, I'm preparing a beautiful mansion for you. And I've got exciting things for you in the future. It's because he knew, he knew that it would keep them excited within this life and thrilled within this life, you know, about keeping focused, you know, keeping on track with him with the thing because he's always got good, good things in store for you. And notice Jesus had a hope and a future for him. Amen. Vision is hope. Vision is a future and it's important that you're focused in letting him do that inside of you, letting him put that hope and a future on the inside of you. This is why I believe God wanted them to wait in the upper room. Luke 24, Luke 24, 49 says it like this. And behold, I send the promise of the Father upon you. Notice it says upon you. Those of you are studying that let you know that's a separate experience of being born again because when he comes in, he give, makes you a new creation in Christ Jesus. And this is another experience where it comes up on you right and he talks about it in the second chapter of acts but he says behold i send the promise of my father upon you but tarry ye in the city of jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high thus he said he didn't want him to do anything else he didn't he didn't say go out and preach to the world right now he he gave him he gave him the overall vision he says go into all the world and preach the good news you know preach the gospel to him but he he said before they did he he emphasized before anything else he said to go wait for this promise of the father to, to come upon them there in the upper room think about that why would he do that why would he tell them go hey you go wait for this experience before going out into the world well he knew they're going to face challenges he knew they were going to have all kinds of situations that they're going to deal with in the natural right and he went to make sure that they had some help sent by the holy spirit what what but what's the helper one of his main things he was going to do inside of them with this experience well listen to what it says here in acts the second chapter in the 17th verse he he wants them to be equipped and the one thing that he equips the holy spirit with you you know on a on a daily basis he says that it shall come to pass and last day saith the lord i will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and daughters shall be prophesied, shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Well, you know, if you have a vision, all the circumstances that come against you in life, you can overcome. If you have a dream, all the circumstances in life that come against you, you can overcome. Well, you know, they're seeing a hope and a better future, and they're getting persecuted, and they're going through all these challenges, and they're faced with all these circumstances, but they see this hope and this future, and it's so strong that they're able to overcome the circumstances of life. What's he told you about that gets you excited? He knows what you like. He knows what will help you overcome. He knows what will give you the thrill of life. What did he tell you about today? That gets you stirred up in the morning, you know. He, he didn't tell you that for no reason. He didn't tell you that just because he, he, he had, didn't have nothing else to say. No, he wants you to have a good future and a hope and something that you're excited about 
on a daily basis. The Amplified says it like this, the second chapter chapter of the 17th verse, it says, It should come to pass in the last days, God declares, I will pour out my spirit upon all mankind, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, telling forth the divine counsels, and your young men shall see visions and divine granted appearances, and your old men shall dream divinely suggested dreams. I like that. What divinely suggested dream has he given you? Oh, man, if if it's divine, you know, every good and perfect gift comes from above. If it's divine, it's good. Amen. He can only create the most wonderful dreams. God is amazing about creating wonderful dreams, you know. My wife has lots of dreams. I'm not going to tell you all her dreams and things, but she man, when you hear her dreams, they're just wonderful, divine wonderful dreams she can have you know and you, you're like wow that's good write that down you know <laughs> because it's good god will give it to her you know and i have visions just oh man i get excited about life you know and get thrilled about these visions because god speaks to me that way so often you know and he gives me this, the next step and the next stage of my vision you know and dream you know but it's it gets me motivated gets me thrilled. It makes me want to get up in the morning, put my pants on, you know, because God knows how to do that. He wants you to be excited about life. He cares about your dreams and visions more than you care about your dreams and visions. He knows it's a motivator. He knows it gets you excited about life and knows it'll also get you excited about his dreams and his visions in your life. Praise the Lord. He knows that it gives you the thrill back in your step. It makes you want to get up in the morning. It makes you care about other people, you know, once again, you're happier on a daily basis when you have a good dream and a good vision on the inside of you. What happened to you? What caused you not to have those dreams and visions that he gives to you that are divine? You know, some of you need a drink of a good divine vision today. You need to get a good drink of a good divine dream today because he's got some good things that he wants to accomplish in you. He knew that it would keep them motivated and excited because of the things they were going to face daily. You know, Miles Monroe says it like this. He says he, he gives you vision and dreams so that you don't have to look at the now. <laughs> you know, you know, David, we were talking about earlier, you know, he, he could have looked at the now. They told him he's going to be king. And he could say, well, I'm a shepherd, you know, right now, you know. But he could always sit there when he's tending the sheep and see this divine hope of being king. And he was quite a king too, you know. He'd want to help people that were in a different state or having challenges, you know. If he found anybody that was in his house that he could bless, you know, he, he would bless. He wanted to take care of them and be a blessing to them, you know. You remember Shibbeth, you know, he found him out there and he was in a bad circumstance of life. And David's like, hey, you know, because he could relate. He'd been through all these things. And he's like, let me bless you. You come sit at my table, you know. He wanted him to sit at his table, you know. God had given him a dream and... You know, he wanted to bless someone else, you know, and see how good God can be to their lives, you know, because he'd been so good to him. You know, God wants to bless you so you can be a blessing to someone else and encourage them and help them to come through and keep the hope within you stirred up because he's a good, good father. Is this not what he did with Abraham? Genesis, the 15th chapter and the fifth verse, he says, and he brought him forth abroad and said, look now toward heaven. And tell the stars if thou be able to number them. And he said unto them, so shall thy seed be. But notice what he says. He brought him forth abroad. It's like he brought him out of the house because he wanted him to see some things. 
you know, and he might have you go somewhere and look at something because he's trying to get vision within you. He brought Abraham out there and he, he's like, look up into the sky and see these stars, Abraham. He's, he got, he had to get him to look beyond his circumstances of life. And some of this is a little bit hard for people sometimes, you know. they got to be able to look beyond the circumstances of life, you know. And that may mean you physically have to do some things to get you to look at some circum- different circumstances of life, you know. I remember a minister talking about one time, him and his wife, they, were, they, were, they didn't have no money, they, they were broke, and, and the Lord told them to go look at big, nice houses, you know. And they were looking at big, nice houses, and he's like, why are you having me look at these houses, you know. It's because he's trying to get, and he was talking about this, how he's trying to get vision within him, you know. If you can't see it, it's very hard for remember I me mean, talking about that hamburger. If you can see it, then God can cause it to come to pass, right? Right? You have to be able to see it. He has to get the picture on the inside of you. And I'm not talking about new age. I'm talking to you about Bible. Notice I'm quoting you scriptures, and this is how God does things. He puts pictures on the inside of you. Amen. Notice he brought him out there and had him look at the stars. I kind of get this picture, you know, he's walking along with Abraham almost like he's pointing up there with his finger and he's saying, look at the stars. Take them in for a minute, you know. Don't just go, if he tells you to go look at something to get vision, don't just go and look at it. Take it in, you know. I remember uh, Jerry Seville talking about one time, you know, and he's got a big campus and lots of wonderful things he does for the Lord, you know. And and the Lord told him, you know, to go, or he, he felt led to go over to, uh, sit in a hotel across from Ora Roberts, you know. I don't know if the Lord let him or he just felt like he needed to do that. And, you know, and you know certain things you need to do. But he, he he was looking at all this campus, you know, looking out there at the campus and all the big projects that Ora Roberts had given, God had given to him. And by the way, you know, if you know much about that story, he walked around that empty place and he prayed in tongues for hours and hours on end and got interpretations you know, and building up that dream on the inside of him, you know, and he's looking all, he opened the curtains and he's looking all at this campus and looking at what God can do with faith, you know, and seeing what he could do through him, you know, and he's, he's got a great big ministry now, but he kept building that up on the inside of himself, keeping that vision alive, you know, and sometimes you may have to go look at some stuff, you know, look at other things that ministers have done or look at another business that you want to become and go sit and take it in for a while, you know, get it on the inside of you, what you need to do to build yourself up in that dream that God has given to you. Praise the Lord. You know, he, he talked about how he sat another chair next to him while he was sitting in that hotel, staring at that campus and he had the devil sit there. He said, he said, devil, come over here, sit down, you know, because the devil had been telling, talking to him and getting him down about his dream. He said, look at what God did with oral. And he's going to do the same thing with me, you know. He was telling the devil, look at this, look at what God did with his faith, you know. Maybe you need to have that conversation with the devil, you know, once in a while. Look at what he's done for others and God's going to do for me because he's not a respecter of persons. He He doesn't do it for one person and not the other, right? He's not a respecter of persons. If he blessed somebody, 
He's going to bless you, praise the Lord. If he blessed people in the Bible like he did, and he did throughout the Bible, that's why I don't understand people that don't believe that God wants to give them a dream or give them a vision. He's done it throughout the Bible to many different people. <laughs> Amen. And he wants to do it for you, praise the Lord. Amen. Let's look at another person in the Bible that this happened with. In Genesis the 37, 5, it says, And Joseph dreamed a dream. Why would he give Joseph a dream in this particular time of his life? Well, Joseph was about to face a lot of challenges, you know, and, and he gave him a dream to overcome and to be excited about on a daily basis. Now it was Joseph's job to keep the dream stirred up with on the inside of him. You know, and it's always going to be your job to keep your dream and stirred up on the inside of you. Remember we talked about David, you know, encouraged himself in the Lord. You know, going and looking at things that you need to look at, keep yourself in that dream. That's what he says here. He dreamed a dream and he told it to his brethren and they hated him yet the more. So they've already been hating him. They probably were already planning to sell him off into slavery. They were probably, he had hard times coming and God gives him a dream right before those challenges. He gives him a dream of a better future and a better hope. Think about that today. And that's how he does things, doesn't he? You know, before challenges comes and he keeps you stirred up about life. So those challenges don't get in you, you know, don't contaminate you and get you down. And, and then he, he gives you those dreams so you can conquer it and come through it. And so that you come out victorious on the other side, you know, because there's a place in God you can get where you can overcome anything if you'll stay stirred up. And God's dream and vision that he has for you, right? We have to stoke the fire of the dream, don't we? In our lives, we're, we're responsible for it. God will give you a dream and a goal and a vision. But we have to keep ourselves stoked up about it, don't we? In our dream and our vision. You know, when I was uh, working on this message, I was thinking about a, a particular time that was really kind of tough for me and my family. We had, uh, we had an ice storm here in Oklahoma. And for our family, our power was off like nine days in a row. Well, this is very cold temperatures you know and and our heat was off and it was a very cold time for us you know like i said we have lots of conditions here in oklahoma where we live yeah, it was about nine days that we had without power and some other people get power and we're like oh man we don't like you you know <laughs> i'm just kidding with you but we, we you know you, you almost get pretty cynical when you're freezing all the time you know and we're getting cold every day and we're trying to work this thing well we had a fireplace you know that we we have here in this house and uh, we don't ever use it. We don't have to because we have central heat and air here. But uh, at the time, you know, we don't have that. So we're having to get this fire going, you know. And uh, we, I didn't know much about fires. I go get those burning woods and put the wood in there, you know, and might have to have one of those those uh, certain kind of woods, you know, keep fire going. You know, we'd throw one of those in there, kind of get it going, you know. But we got to keep this thing going all night long. And all through the morning, well, you know, I was the one a lot of times that had to stay up. Most of the time it was me that had to stay up. And I, my eyes would be going shut and I'd be getting tired and I'd still be watching that fire. But I got to keep that thing stoked. I got to keep that fire going. I got a young one and I got a wife and I want to keep them warm, you know. And I got to watch this fire and I'm watching this fire and I'm trying not to go to sleep and I'm staring at the fire all night long. You got to get that picture where you're just staring at it all night and you're trying to keep the fire going. You know, I was thinking about this uh, particular thing they're doing, and I, I don't know, uh, some Christian people, they're trying to watch a fire on a certain place. I'm trying to think of their well-known minister or musician, Christian musicians, and they're trying to keep a fire going at a certain location, right? I don't know if they're still doing it. 
but it's just it's kind of just kind of representation of keeping your fire going you know and then so they go into this uh, country i believe there's a country house and they just trying to keep the fire going well that's kind of what i was doing but this was actually very important because i'm trying to keep us warm through a winter you know and uh, this wasn't playing games this was serious i had to keep them warm you know and i'm i'm throwing wood on it trying to keep the fire going throwing wood on it trying to keep the fire going and keep it stoked you know our lives are dependent upon it our family's heat is dependent upon it you know you know we don't want to be over cold we don't want to get sick and someone have challenges you know because someone didn't take care of the fire i'm dependent upon it all night long you know watching it and i mean i had some tired nights getting up the next day and go back to doing what i had to do and i was tired you know but somebody's got to watch the fire somebody has to take care of the dream somebody's got to keep it stoked all the time you know lives are on the line you know and dreams are on the line and your future is on the line somebody's got to keep it stoked you know what do you got to do you'll do anything you got to do to keep that fire going you know if you're taking care of your family and the loved ones around you you know what are you doing to keep that stoked on the inside of you? How important is it to keep, you know, your future is not only the, the thing that this vision is affecting, it's affecting people around you, those that aren't saved out there that should be going to heaven and that God's going to use you to touch, you know, in some way, then you're the only one that can do it. He created you and put you on this planet right now for a particular time to touch people. You know, your vision and dream is important. Now, what are you doing to keep your dream and vision stoked all the time? Jude 20 says it like this. is But if ye, beloved, building your, up yourselves, notice this is building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. What is being said here is, is keep your fire stoked. You know, building yourself up in the Holy Spirit, you know, on a daily basis. Yeah, that means if you're tired, you keep you're, you're meditating on it, or you're building that fire up. What are you doing to keep throwing another wood, piece of wood on there? You know, and making sure you got good wood, and making sure it's it's always going. What are you doing to keep it going all the time? This is important. You're affecting people all around you, right? If you don't have enough joy, and you don't keep yourself up, and you don't keep yourself excited about your future, you're affecting yourself. You know, and. and and we see these conditions, and we, we, we have to notice them. When you're getting down, you, you should be able to notice those things. And when you're low on joy, you should be able to notice those things. You have to keep yourself stoked by the fire of the Holy Spirit all the time. What is it you need today to keep your dream and vision alive? Joshua 1, he told Joshua. And, he, and notice, you know, Joshua was going through this time. They just lost Moses. They're in a challenging time. People probably mourning. I mean, Moses literally just died, <laughs> you know, and they're mourning Moses' death. This is a great leader that they had had, brought him out, you know, out of bondage with the Lord's help, you know. And, I mean, they're, they're down, but suddenly he comes to Joshua and he says in the first chapter, he says, Now after this death of Moses, the servant of God, it, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan now and all this people into the land which I do give to them, even the children of Israel. He's giving him a vision. He's helping him to see above his circumstances of life. Now, these, guys, these people were down, though. Think about this. They, they lost their leader. 
you know, and that can be depressing. You know, you lost a leader. I know we lost Brother Hagen back in 2003, and man, God used him in a great way to minister to people there, you know, in, in uh, Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. You know, it could be down, you know, but God calls up and he's got family now that are coming forth and they're excited and stoked about their vision and their dream. You know, but what, notice what he says here. Moses, my servant is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan. Now, all this people unto the land, which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Every place that thy sole of your foot shall tread upon that have I given unto you, as I said to Moses, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river of Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and unto the great sea toward the going down the sun shall be your coast. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life, as I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Maybe somebody needs to hear that today. He says, I'm not going to fail you. And I won't forsake you. He's building his confidence right after he gives him this vision and this dream. He says, I will not fail you, and I won't forsake you. He, he's not just giving you a dream and a vision and, not, and, and just taking off. No, he won't fail you, and he won't forsake you in whatever he's given you. Praise the Lord. Amen. He says, the sixth verse says, Be strong and of good courage, for unto this people shall thou uh, divide an inheritance of the land which I swore unto thy fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and courageous that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart from thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate in it day and night that thou mayest observe to do all that is written therein. And thou shalt make thy way prosperous and then thou shalt have good success. What did he say to him to have good success and to have a good dream? He said, and to forget his dream that God gave to him, he says, you've got to keep yourself stoked about it. You've got to keep the fire going about it. That means, you know, you're going to have to do some things, right? You're going to have to pray. You're going to have to get in the word. You're not going to have to let your mind just wander off, <laughs> right? You're going to have to be keep yourself stoked about this thing, you know, when you don't feel like it because emotions go up and down. If we went by our emotions every day, we'd be basket cases because our emotions are up and our emotions are down. But we have to keep constant in his word and we have to keep ourselves stoked about the things of God and encouraged about, you know, his word will do that. It'll quicken you. It's quickening some of you even listening right now. He's quickening you. Getting you excited about it again, you know. You know, the football players, they might jump up and hit each other in the chest, you know. That's kind of what's happening here. We're just kind of jumping up, hitting each other in the chest, getting stoked about life and thrilled about life again, and getting thrilled about God's word, you know. But you have to keep the fire burning. And that's what he was telling Joshua here. Notice he said to keep it, the fire stoked. Amen. You know, I remember video games that we have. I play with the kids. Me and my kids like to play some video games sometimes, you know, and one of the biggest things, and a lot of these games have this, you know, is after, you know, I remember some of these fighting games when they fight back and forth, they lose a certain amount of life after they're fighting and they're going back and forth and they lose some life. And, and if you, you, the bar gets too low, you know, game over, <laughs> you know, whatever it is, you know, and, and there's some games, you know, that you can go get more life, you know, and, and get that bar back up there where it needs to go, you know. But you know, but that bar gets to a certain place, then it's game over, you know. And people in life, they don't realize you've got to keep yourself stoked. You don't. You you got to keep yourself 
in the game, you know, and it has to be important to you. You know, how important is your vision and your dream? Well, it's important that you keep yourself built up about it and you keep yourself high above your circumstances. If you're not high above your circumstances, you're not going to overcome the things you need to overcome. And so you have to keep yourself stoked about it so that you can overcome and see this thing in fruition in your life. Amen. And so we have to be the ones to do that. Jude 20 here again, let's look at this amplified version of that. It says, but you, beloved, build yourselves up, founded on your most holy faith. Make progress rise like an edifice, higher and higher, praying in the Holy Spirit. This isn't the only thing you do to get stoked, but prayer is a good place to, to talk about, you know. But, you know, meditating in the word, and but keeping yourself above the circumstances. In prayer, there's a place you can get where you're... You know, I like Brother Hayden talking about, he, he's almost like an astronaut where he, he could get so high on the Lord, he's like an astronaut he would talk about, you know. But you can get into a place of prayer. Jesus got in such a place of prayer that he would come down and he would walk on the water. They would say he was up in, at the mountain praying and he's walking on his circumstances, walking on the water. Great example of where you should be every day, you know, keeping where your vision's alive and your dream's alive. You know, you're high on God, your dream's alive. And the circumstances of life are way below you. You know, it's important that we keep ourselves in that place. But it says here, edifice. You know, if you look at the word edifice, it has an interesting meaning. An edifice is a large building. And a large, impressive building, you know. And think about that today. He's telling you, rise to a large, impressive building. You know, here in Oklahoma, we have a place called the Devon Energy Center. Very interesting building. It's a building above everything else. I've seen times, I've worked many times downtown, you know, and I've seen this building where the clouds go around it. It goes so high, it goes up above the clouds. It's a massive building. And, and uh, it's one of the 43 tallest buildings in the in the United States. It's a tall building we have downtown in Oklahoma. <clears throat> it's 52 floors, 844 feet tall. It's a very tall building, you know. It's, it's just way above all the other buildings you know and you think about that today if you were up on the top of that building you're just looking down everything seems small to you compared to that building you know and god wants you to be in a place where you're looking down at all the circumstances and they're not so big to you and you can only do that by your spending time with god you know being above the circumstances we're supposed to be towering over with hope towering over with joy the circumstances of life and then it all comes from stoking yourself and taking care of your fire that God has for you on the inside. We have many scriptures talking about that. You know, making sure that you're keeping it stoked and alive within you, you know. Remember he told Timothy, he said, stir yourself up, telling him to stir himself up. And we have to do that on a daily basis, you know. And it's, it's our responsibility to stoke the fire and keep ourselves full of hope so much hope that we're above the circumstances on a daily basis seeing the possibilities that god has for our lives you know you can only see them in that position those possibilities that he has for you then there's endless possibilities if you're in that position you, know, you may be one of those people saying right now you jeremiah you have no idea what i'm going through right now you know you have no idea what i'm going through right now but, you know, I have to keep myself up above the circumstances. And I have to be a person full of possibilities and hope. And that only comes from God, right? It doesn't come from people all around you. It comes from his word and it comes from spending time with him. You know, we all have to do this on a daily basis, stoking the fire 
of that vision and that dream, and it'll keep you excited about life and thrilled about life. Start your day this way. Start your day with thinking, oh, there's so much possibilities in this day, praise the Lord. And you'll have a much, much better week and a much, much better day, praise the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you, Father, for your goodness. We thank you, Father, for your mercy today, Father. We thank you for your word. And Father, I hope I said everything that you want me to say about this, Father. And if there's something, Lord, else that they need, help them to get it, Father, today. Help them to be encouraged about it today. Help them to be refreshed this week. Help this be the best week that everybody listening has ever had, we pray. And we just thank you, Father, for it in Jesus' name. Help them to be with endless possibilities and hope this week, we pray in Jesus' name. And we ask, Lord, that you leave a mark that won't be erased with this message, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. If you don't know Jesus, man, I'm so glad you're here. I'm glad I get to talk to you today. He's a God of hope, <laughs> right? He's a God that wants you to have hope in your circumstances and whatever you're going through today. And you need to accept him into your life. And I believe you'll be full of aspirations and dreams and get uh, excited about life again. You need Jesus today, right? And, and he's got a future hope for you. Even after this life is even going to get better. It just gets better and better with Jesus. Praise the Lord. So let's go ahead and pray this prayer today. We're going to be praying out of Romans 10, 9 and 10. And the Bible says, if you confess Jesus as Lord and believe God's risen Jesus from the dead, you shall be saved. So let's pray this right now. Father, I just believe, Father, that you've risen Jesus from the dead. And I confess that you're Jesus is Lord of my life right now. Jesus, come be Lord of my life right now. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Well, if you prayed that prayer, you are saved right now. Hey, I'm so glad you're with us today. I'm so glad that you you got a life of possibilities and hopes that are above your wildest dreams when you have Jesus in your life today. He said all things are possible to them that believe. Hey, you're, you're on the right track today. If you would, let me and Sheila know about it at Ministries at yahoo.com. We'd love to hear about it, or you can put it in the comments. We'd love to see the comments and see what's going on with you. It's so wonderful. I'm going to check the comments here in just a moment, celebrate with you. If there's any questions, I'll check them. Hey, we're so glad that you came to listen to this message today, and we're so glad you've been with us. We look forward to spending more time with you Wednesday. God bless you, and I hope that you are ready for a wonderful, wonderful week. God bless you. If you'd like to contact us for a prayer, praise reports, or offerings, go to jeremiasmithministries.podbean.com. Thank you for listening.